This is Sound and Vision from KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Addie Oasis is a French Caribbean singer and bass player. I recently caught up with her to discuss the themes of gun violence, black resilience, and female empowerment that come up in her new album, Lotus Glow. The bass lines on this album are so beautiful and funky and stand out in a way that I don't always hear in music. Were you a bass player first or were you a vocalist first? Well, thanks so much for this compliment. Uh, I was actually a singer first. I I started uh, singing when I was probably two or three years old and then toured semi-professionally my whole childhood, singing and dancing. Oh, wow. Um, And yeah, and then I uh, started guitar as a teenager to start writing my songs. And it's only on my early 20s that I started playing bass. So it came a little later. And have you played bass for like other artists? Like you've toured with other artists playing bass rather than singing? Yes, that's that's correct. I toured um, singing and playing bass with my own bands in the past. I used to be in a band called Escort. And uh, I also played, yeah, a, a lot of bass for other artists. I actually played two nights ago. I picked up a gig while on tour with Lenny Kravitz at oh my the iHeartRadio Awards. <laughs> yeah, so this I could not turn down. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Because yeah. you've played for a lot of big artists playing bass for them, right? Not that many because I've always wanted to really focus on my career and I didn't want to make playing bass for somebody my career. But I used to play for CeeLo Green for for quite a bit. And um, I was in a house band on a TV show on NBC. And that, that was my most steady gig as a bass player, which was great because I was still in New York and not touring and still had time to work on my own music. That's amazing. So you grew up in France, but you have um, you now live in the U.S. I'm curious what life was like for you growing up in France and why you decided to move here. I come from a mixed background. So my experience growing up was, you know, exposed to so many different cultures. My father is from the Caribbean island of Martinique uh, and moved to France when he was 19. And my mom's from the countryside in the south of France, grew up on a farm with 20,000 brothers and sisters <laughs> <laughs> and cows and, and, you know, pigs and everything. So my parents met and moved to the city. And I grew up in the projects right outside of Paris, right outside of the city. Um, so that was my experience. It was I was, you know, surrounded by so many cultures living in like kind of lower income areas with uh, first generation immigrant people from mostly North Africa, West Africa, but all over really uh, Europe. So that was that was so fun. And then on vacation, I would just go either to the complete countryside or the Caribbean. Oh, my gosh. So it was quite a mix. Yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. And then what inspired the move to the States? Music. Yeah. My goal to my 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 initial goal was to to find my sound and find my identity as a, as a, as an artist and really found find be in a place where I can have the courage to say like this is what I want to do and it's always a little bit easier to do that when you're when you don't know anybody you know um, so I I did one year of college and then I moved to I moved to New York. Down on the one. 
So you have a track on this album that's about gun violence called Dump All the Guns. And I was listening to it and it's a very powerful song. It just got me thinking of, you know, your background not growing up in the States and then being here now. And obviously gun violence is incredibly rampant here in the U.S. And I'm curious, just like from your perspective, not growing up here, like what are your thoughts about how gun violence plays out in the States versus what you saw growing up in France? It's so sad how no matter when I would have written a song, how relevant it is every week we can talk about this song because every week there's another mass shooting. Yeah. And and it's interesting because I grew up in kind of an unsafe area, one of uh, one of actually the most unsafe areas in France and and I'm not ashamed of it, you know. Um but we don't have guns. I had some friends that I went to school with ended up in jail and so I'm not saying it's, you know, there's no violence, but we don't have guns. It's it's not in the culture. Uh, even cops on the street, when it's just basic security, don't walk around with guns. Um, so for me, it is it is one of the biggest culture shocks for me. Even though I've been in the U.S. for a long time, I, I'm actually an American citizen also now. Mm. Um, and it's just one of these things where I just kind of stay out of the conversation because there's such a cultural void. Even with some people that I might be to- talking to who are uber liberal that still kind of sort of believe that it's okay to have a gun to protect yourself so i can't just enforce my perception but my perception is they they just should not exist (laughs) that's why i did a song called don paula guns i know it's unrealistic they're already on the market but it's also unrealistic to accept having children get murdered in school yeah so something has to be done it's just i I just can't fathom So your song Serena is about the tennis great Serena Williams, but I feel like I also hear some of your story in there with the lines like when you're casting spells from the baseline. Tell me more about the story you're telling in this song, Serena. Oh my God, I'm so glad you caught that line. I've done so many interviews and no one has picked up on it. <laughs> and yes, 100%, you, you nailed it because it's about her, but she's such a representation of... Oh, I don't... I'm, I'm, I'm a black woman. I'm weary of the term black girl magic because it's a little too often in my opinion used for physical efforts and i want black women to be seen i want our magic to be praised in areas other than 
you know, where it's even convenient sometimes for people who are a little bit less open-minded about our excellence, you know, some of the cliches attached to black women are, you know, we're strong physically and kind of ends there, <laughs> or we have strong personalities. And that's why I also wrote this song called Red to Violet, which is an homage to Katanji Brown Jackson, because this is where things can move, uh, where we can move the needle when we have women of color and women in general in positions of power, decision-making positions. Serena, for me, because beyond her physical ability, being a, a tennis player to that level, the best tennis player ever, it takes more than just being strong physically. You know, it takes so much discipline, so much hard work, so much intelligence. And she has been put down so much because she was the only black woman in a very white field, in a very white sport. And she was put down constantly. And we watched her just keep her head up and, you know, win in, in the face of adversity so much that she's, she's such an example for me, you know. And yeah, there's a little play on, on the baseline because I, I've tell, told myself very often when I, when I don't have that much courage, um, you know, what would Serena do? <laughs> Aww, I love it. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit more about um, the song Red to Violet, which you said, you know, is a is a dedicated kind of or was inspired by Supreme Court Justice Ketanji Brown Jackson. And you also collaborate um, with Jamila Woods on this track. And there's a line that uh, Jamila Woods says that I love that's basically about, you know, man spreading, taking up physical space, you know, like when you're on a plane next to a dude and he's just like legs out, they're touching you, you know, they're kind of like across their seat into your seat, touching you, they're full taking up the armrests and she has a line about just taking up that space which I absolutely love give me my position why your legs so wide in the sea why you love taking space from me does it boost your self-esteem that's to me tell me more about this track and the message that you really want to make sure came across in this song Jamila Woods is an incredible writer. She actually is a poet first before yes. being a singer. Um, so, you know, that her, her line in this case is, uh, give me my position while your legs so wide in the seat. And it's such an imagery that represents how it feels to be a woman in any field, you know, where it's just kind of men take the space and don't believe that we can do what they do. And I, I firmly believe that this is how we can change things. We've, we've, I said that on stage the other day, kind of as a joke, but we've done the trial of having men run society. Hmm. It's not working out, <laughs> guys. It's not working. It's not working. We, we all know some things are working, but it's not working. So it's time to flip the scenario. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's, starting to, it's starting to change. But I will say Ketanji is a good example when it comes to, you know, it's a pyramid. It's, it's who's at the top. And I think we need to mix up what's at the top. We need representation for everybody. And I'll say in my field in particular, in the music field, it needs to change as well. And I think the best way to do that is to have more female producers. Mm. So that's why I'm so vocal about producing my own music, because I've had too many stories being in my early 20s or like late teens having this 
default setting that if you want to make music, you have to go to the studio with some man that's、mm. going to produce your music. Why does it have to be like that? And I have so many sad stories of guys completely hitting on me and not taking me seriously. And it, it has to change. Women should be told that they can produce their own music, that they can write their own scenario, that they can write their own music. And, you know, that goes also for power decision making positions in the music business as well. Because you think about it, the songs that will be released, if a woman decides what comes out, we'll have more feminist songs or we'll have、mm-hmm. things that are a little bit less degrading of the, the female kind. <laughs> and then that just keeps perpetuating on listeners and what they're taking in. And yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, you know, it's, it, it, we can have women. More women like Lizzo, you know, she shouldn't be an, an, a, an anomaly of big girl, you know, because really who decides who these girls are going to be put forward when you think about it? They're, they're men and they probably care about things the way different things from what a woman would care about. Yeah. And I mean, if you look at the numbers, I know、um, USC does a study every year where they look at kind of top billboard songs and then they look at who's behind those songs. And if you look at that, I think it's usually between like two and five percent are produced by women. So those numbers still are very, very low, and we've got a long way to go. But congrats on you producing, writing, do, you know, creating this album. That's amazing. Yeah. And, I, you know, it's important for me to say I'm not doing it alone.、I'm, I actually have men that I'm collaborating with for the most part, but it's, that's how it should be in my, in my eyes, you know. Yeah. But you、um, still have a lot of control. Collaborate with who you're comfortable with. I have. All the control.、Yeah. I have 100% control. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, your song Multiply is about the idea of having a baby. And I read that you said of this song, quote, There's still this negative idea that pregnancy and motherhood are incompatible with having a demanding career. So, the song is also inspired by a lot of women I admire who kill it at work while pregnant or breastfeeding. We need more examples of cool boss moms and seeing motherhood as powerful and important, but not limiting. And as someone who、um, has a soon to be nine month old that has like my pump、Aww. next to my desk right now that I have to use <laughs> while, while doing, inter- <laughs> not doing interviews, but like while editing and all that stuff, like it's very much a part of my life right now. And this is the month that we're transitioning her into daycare and me figuring out like how to again embrace this idea of being a mom and trying to kill it at work. And so I'm just、mm-hmm. curious to hear you more. You are killing、Thank、it.、You. I'm a witness of it. <laughs> I'm just curious to hear more on your view of motherhood and examples of mothers that are inspiring you. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you just described it so well. Just Exactly, your example could not be more perfect.、Um, so, you are, you are my hero. You're, my, you're the example of this song. You are what I'm talking about. I'm a stepmom, so I have a, a 12 year old stepson. And, you know, I know a little bit of that. I mean, I have it, we have him part time, so, so 50% of the week, you know. And I know about, all about the like, oh, I just landed from a tour and I'm, I'm just getting. Uh, straight to his soccer game because I don't want to miss his soccer game, and, or I'm coming home early from the studio to make him dinner. And, and I'm like, I have an interview, but at the same time, I'm, 
Like I literally made him lunch while answering questions for an interview last week because I'm not compromising my kid's meal and ordering pizza for him. I wanted him to have something, you know, healthy and balanced. <laughs> but, you know, there's another side to this, this the story of this song is I mean, I'm going to get super polit political yet again. Sorry, guys. Go but, for it. Uh, part of the inspiration was also the Roe v. Wade reversal, you know, by the Supreme Court. And I grew up listening to R&B in the early 2000s. And so many songs were so patriarchal. And most of these songs were like it was men saying not in all the songs but in most cases it's the men saying i want to make i want to have your baby and it's almost this like passive position that the woman takes and i wanted to have a song where i'm telling a man or i'm telling somebody no i want to have a baby and it's it's kind of a flip on on that scenario from old school r&b music but it's also a flip on I decide what to do with my body when I want to. It's on my terms. Um, so it's it's hiding behind a very sexy song, but it's politically very charged. It's, you know, it's kind of about, I decide when I have a baby, not the Supreme Court or yeah. no one else. Yeah, you know? wow. yeah. That was my conversation with Addie Oasis about her new album, Lotus Glow. And before we hear the full song, Red to Violet, featuring Jamila Woods, I have a favor to ask. Please help spread the word about this show. Share an episode with a friend. Subscribe to this podcast. Rate it. Review it. Those little things go a long way. KEXP is a publicly funded radio station, so if you want to help financially support the show, please consider a $20 donation at kexp.org sound. Thanks for listening.